Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey Nochel Prano. Hello, Andy Ruther. How's it going, dude? It is. It's going pretty fucking fantastically at the moment. To be totally honest with you, Andy, it's a great morning here in Los Angeles, California. The Mets have traded for Francisco Lindor. Austin Rivers is Austin Sanity. The Knicks are five and three. Honestly, if you remove the fact that American terrorists stormed the Capitol building yesterday, fucking all things coming up roses here. Yeah, a little uh, optimism with your New York sports teams, huh? I mean, listen, it's like it's kind of well deserved for Knicks and Mets fans, like. There, you know, we obviously had a, a long conversation about the dumpster fire organization and things surrounding the Philadelphia Eagles, which cost the New York Giants a playoff game last week or last episode. And it's like, I agree with everybody. It's like, yeah, also six and 10, tough to complain about getting in the playoffs. I get that. The Giants fans have not struggled like us Knicks and Mets fans. Yeah. And now, the Knicks are playing fantastic. I you I told you before the show, and you said it might be a little early for that call. I totally take an L on Tom Thibodeau. I just didn't think that it would be like this, where it's like it feels like they want to win for him, and they're playing well, and like he's doing all the right things so far. Um, so I'll take an L on that. Now it's it's early in the season. Like the only thing that I'm excited about is like that. I can watch Knicks games and not want to kill myself. But the Mets, I mean, we went from, it's not just that we were a poverty franchise in New York City. We have, we've gone to the point where now there is, there's still a poverty franchise in New York City. It's just not us anymore. It's like, hey, Yankees, sorry for your troubles. Uh, get a bigger wallet. And, on, and, and this is your fault. Also, this is your fault. So, fuck them. I mean, Lindor? Dude, Francisco Lindor is the Mets shortstop? So, I guess the trade is Lindor and Carlos Carrasco from the Cleveland, whatever they're going to be called. Right. And, and the Cleveland Baseball Club. Yes. And you guys give up Andres Jimenez, Josh Wolf, not former comedian or not former dirty sports guest of the show. Comedian, you just canceled him. Yeah, no, I didn't mean to say <laughs> that. Sorry. I meant former guest of the show, comedian Josh Wolf and outfitter Isaiah Green. Who who are these? Tell me. I I don't know these guys. Who are these three guys the Mets are giving up? Are they anybody well, special? It's it, I unless I'm incorrect, I believe it's actually four. I believe it's a Med Rosario who was the Mets starting shortstop and was sort of our guy that came up a couple of years ago where we're like this is our Lindor he's gonna be fucking you know the man he's our shortstop and then Jimenez 
is uh, also a shortstop, came up last year, kind of played utility infield, hit better, ran the bases better, was kind of a better all-around player than Rosario. So then it was, is Jimenez the guy who's going to actually be our shortstop going forward? There wasn't a shortstop controversy per se because Jimenez was a lot able to fill in a lot of places. But I got to say, Jimenez is a good young player. Like, as far as the Indians go, Jimenez could be legit for them five years from now, four years yeah. from now. Rosario could be legit for them. Like, both of those guys have potential. The rest of the guys, the Mets, you know, farm system was depleted. We don't have top 10 baseball prospects. You know what I mean? So the rest of the guys kind of moving, it's like, yeah, they're, they're farm hands. Um, but really, and I hate this because we, my teams have been this for so long, but this is a salary dump trade for the, it's like they didn't get back from the Mets and sounds like they weren't going to get back from anyone because everybody knew that they were going to do this the value that probably Lindor is worth. I don't, I like Jimenez and I like Rosario, but like when you're talking about, you're building a team to win. Now you have a yeah. new owner, you have to, you know, inject some excitement. The idea of going out and getting Lindor is banana land. Yeah. Like pr proven player. Steve Cohen is, I mean, he showed up and he was like, Hey, there's a new fucking sheriff in town. Well, this is, this is what he did. This is what he did. He, he walked in, and he, he's, he's talking it up, obviously, on Twitter. He walked in to the meeting. He put his dick on the table. Yeah. And he, he said, let's go. He's going full McConaughey and Wolf of Wall Street. He's just, like, sitting in a boardroom at City Field, like, <laughs> like, fucking losing <laughs> his mind. He's like, I want you to bring me one all-star, and then I want you to bring me another all-star, Every seven minutes until I either puke or pass out. Well, look, obviously it's great for you as a Mets fan, but I think it's refreshing. You know me. I'm so hard on the owners, just sports in general. It's just refreshing to have an owner who wants to win. Plain and simple, end of yep. day, wants to win. He really did um, say something early on. in I forget if it was his press conference or on, in a statement or on Twitter. That was something that you straight up do not hear from owners anymore or ever, which was, listen, this isn't about making money for me. I make money at my day job. This is about winning a championship and delivering a championship to Mets fans. So this dude, you know, when you think about it, it's like he has so much money, he could have bought a fucking resort somewhere. Yeah. And then like, you know, this isn't about selling all the rooms out. This is about me having a place to go where I can fish and fucking whatever. He, that's essentially what he did. He bought it as a fan and he wants to win for himself as a fan and for other fans. You just straight up don't hear that. Like, and also the idea that you're rich enough that you can take financial losses on a baseball team if it comes to that. But the bottom line is, and this is why the this is why as great as Steve Cohen is, the Wilpons were even worse on the negative side. If you own a baseball team in New York City and you win, you're going to make a shitload of money. Yeah. So 
He just got, wants to win, but he's going to make some fucking money. got to spend money to make money. The Wilpons were being poor assholes. Yeah. And bye forever. Like, what's, what's that? you guys. What's that song? Uh, is that J-Rock? All I do is win, win, win. Yeah. Like, I that's love his, it. That's his theme song. Yeah. Or that's, that's what he's going for. And it's uh, amazing. And, I mean, they're contenders right now. And I don't think that they're done this offseason. Yeah, I don't think I, th- I don't. I think, I, I think you're right. I think Springer's next. I mean, I I, I don't want to get too hopeful. I don't want to jinx it, but like we, we have a call about that later. We'll get to. It. I think Springer's next, and then it's like get the fuck out of here. I'm going to be. I mean, if you remember Andy Laz when like Kevin Durant defected to the Warriors, like if you thought that was smug, sorry for your troubles. Yeah. Steal a line from Andy Lass. You'll suddenly be loving that cheating Astros player, won't you? Yeah. And give me DHs in every fucking league. Fuck it. Fuck pitchers hitting. I've I've abandoned everything. It's a shame you probably won't get to see any Mets games. I know. And and honestly, I tweeted that about the Mets or about the Knicks, and it it's even more fitting for the Mets. Like nothing is more Knicks than Knicks starting to get good as the world ends. Like, like Madison Square Garden is closed for business. Also, there's a coup to take over the country. World's not. But the Knicks are fucking good. We're going to be all right. You can just trust the Andy Ruther leading that. And just like whatevs, we're going to be all right. Yeah. That that good old Constitution, I, I trust in. We have bigger problems here in. Cincinnati at the Ruther household. Uh oh, what happened? We got a we got a faucet situation, the hot water oh. thing. It can't be turned off in the bathroom. Can't be turned off. Yeah. What is it? So it, I mean, it running. can be. No, it's there's not water running. running. Right no, the water's been shut off in the entire house for coming up on two days. Okay. Yeah. Because the faucet won't turn off. Well, basically, you know, there was there was problems this summer. You've been to the house, but both the two bathrooms upstairs, the main hallway bathroom is very old, like it needs to just be replaced. And all summer long, classic Walt. Shout out to my dad, rest in peace, Walt. Every time I'm like, Dad, there's something. It's really hard to turn off the hot water valve when I shower. No, no, there's not. Stop, stop whining. Just shut the damn thing off, Andy. I hate, to, I hate to make this comparison, but you've told me about Walt and, you know, Walt, like not turning on the heat and Walt, like, you know, Walt was your Wilpons and Steve Cohen's in charge now <laughs> and you're, and you're here and you're, you're going to spend money to make money. Well, well, look, I, <laughs> but it wasn't the heat. Walt had the heat too high. He was always cold. Oh, okay. It okay. was the air conditioner. Got it. That he was very, very cheap with. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, that problem was not solved. Now that I am living here, uh, it went full blast the other day and I couldn't fully shut it off. And, you know, I'll just say it. My brother Brad's kind of has some Walt Jr. to him of just fix it. Time to man up. When you said Brad has some Walt Jr. to him, I just saw him using the crutches to get around the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> just comes over and he's like Andy just fucking fix it yeah so basically he came over yesterday and mind you he 
broke his wrist in four places, falling off his horse. So here he is trying to fix. I said, dude, let me just tell me what to do. Let's just bring a plumber in here. Blah, blah, blah. Water starts shooting. He's taking stuff apart. Water literally starts shooting everywhere. He's like, run downstairs. Turn the house water off. Turn the house water off. You're like, is there a switch for that? <laughs> well, I've learned. I've learned a few things. I've learned a few things. So I, I knew where to turn it off. But anyway, uh, shout out to uh, Dirtball, Cincinnati Dirtball Stolze, because he's a plumber. And I DM'd him. I'm like, what's this, this, and that? How did, and, you, did you know that off the top of your head? Yeah, he's talked about it on, on uh, the show, on, on calls. Okay. You just don't remember anything. I don't remember anything. Number one plumber dirtball. Can yeah. I give a shout out to a dirtball, by the way? Yeah, go for it. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to Davey Spitz, who I means skyrocketed up the Joe Prano dirtball rankings today. Uh, I, I, I won't get too much into the details, but Davey Spitz, you know what you did. Shout out to our boy Davey Spitz. You got, you got I, to follow. I don't know if you've sent Davey Spitz uh, koozies in the past, but I think you should if you well, haven't already. I know the name, and I know the dirtball. Uh, just you know a legend. Just came with legend status this morning. Who's giving you some... Uh, giving me some insider info on, on, on things that cannot be discussed. I don't I, know. I, you know what? I have sent him koozies. I'm looking at the DMs right now. Love it. Which, for the record... To reiterate, if you want some koozies, all you need to do is drop an iTunes review and leave your Twitter or Instagram handle. That way I can DM you and you get two free koozies in the mail. I have like two to 300 koozies sitting at the house, Joe, and I want to get rid of them. So Dirt, dirt balls. It, it's not that hard. Just, you know, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Get, get yourself some koozies. Yeah. And if you don't have, you know, I've had people be like, dude, I don't listen on uh, Apple. Cool. Somebody does. You have the app. If you listen on Spotify, that's totally fine. Is there ratings and reviews and all that on Spotify? I don't think so. I could be wrong. Okay. But there's other ways around. There's other ways around this too. You know. Yeah. I mean, send us, send us a screenshot of you ordering some beer on MillerLight.com forward slash Dirty Sports. <laughs> great plug, Joe. Thanks. That's a great plug. That's that's called, that's a professional. You've done this a time or two. I have. And if you're if you guys are concerned that's a different URL link, just go to millerlight.com forward slash dirty sports. We'll talk about that more later. Yeah. We're coming up on seven years, buddy, by the way. Seven years. Where yeah. has the time gone? The the first episode was after the conference championships, NFL conference championships twenty fourteen. Yeah. Wild. Right? That was the uh, correct me if I'm wrong, that was the Sherman. That was Sherman Gate, right? That was the Sherman interview. Yeah, with Aaron Andrews. Yeah. You were so turned. That's how I remember. You you know, we joke about you being a Seahawks fan. You were a Seahawks fan back then. You immediately went out and got yourself a, a Richard Sherman jersey. You know, that is a good point. You're like, I love Richard Sherman. I was I was rooting for them so hard in that Super Bowl. Yeah. I just I loved that defense. God, that I defense was rooting was for them. I was rooting for them in that Super Bowl. That was a bloodbath. You know where I watched that at? Where? Yeah. <laughs> it was great. just, it was, I think I did two Super Bowls. And he's like, I'm, I don't care who wins. We just need over 51. I bet $6.50 on it. And if we win, we're going to House of Pies and splitting some pie, baby. 
I think that was one of those. I did back to back Super Bowls with just me and Goldberg at his place. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of those. God, that was a bloodbath, huh? That was pre, that was pre path, pre pool. That was pre the Steve Cohen era at Goldberg's place. <laughs> you know, something crazy I just thought of about that Super Bowl. And I liked that they did it and we lucked out with the weather, but that was at MetLife. That they went outdoor. Yeah. It was an unusually warm January, February day, if I recall, like high forties, yeah. low fifties. Yep. But they just did that once as far as like going to a non dome. Yeah, non-warm weather place. You know, I gotta say, I have been known to to slurp my teams and to be, you know, a bit of a homer or whatever. Like, I mean, the I think that deal was in place. Like MetLife, get a new stadium in New York. We'll give you the Super Bowl, whatever. But like, they should have just made a dome. They should have at least made like a retractable dome. They should MetLife. I'm not a MetLife fan. It's fine. Mm. I like the stadium. Like, I like to go watch games there, but it could have been so much more. They kind of did what the Yankees did, and they, like, they made some, like, modern version of Giant Stadium, and it's like, okay, fine. But, like, you go to other stadiums, it's, like, bonkers. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but, like, going to Jerry World, when we went to Jerry World, it was Pretty an hot. experience. Yeah. Going to MetLife is like, mm, it's fine. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. You know, I, I don't want my Giants folks to take this as any sort of I, – I love the seats I get there. I will attend the games all the time. The in the, the downstairs field-level VIP all-you-can-eat-and-drink area is wonderful, and I will never turn my nose up at it. But also a dome? A well, dome? <laughs> you probably already know this. You know, I am obviously a Charger season ticket holder. Your Giants come to Los Angeles next year. Oh, I know. To play the Chargers. I know. Don't don't go thinking you can sell those tickets. We're going, guy. I'm renewing. I am, for real. I love it. S- some call it a bad investment. I say, look, let's see if I can do all right selling tickets and then obviously fly out for a few games. I mean, I, I think it only becomes a bad investment if Jason Garrett becomes our head coach. But oh, my that, God, that, Joe. That's got to be. That's. I just think that that's not realistic. Well, you know, you brought it up last episode. And I, I swear to God, it's like more than any other profession. The retreads yeah. in the NFL of guys who just keep getting second chances. I don't get it. Nothing in Jason. They love to point to Jason Garrett's career that he had a winning record, but playoffs are what matters, right? I 100% agree. Now, granted, I said, hey, man, I'd be curious to see Marvin Lewis, and he never won a playoff game. That's more of just me curious out of the Bengals organization to see how I could do with a different organization. But come on. Playoffs are all that matters. I don't give a shit what your regular season record is. Yeah. Jason Garrett was not a good head coach. No. And he's not – like, the other thing about Jason Garrett that I don't really understand is if if Jason Garrett – like, I I think there are – especially as a coach – there you can be put in a bad situation and therefore there's only so much you can do. I think, I think the Dallas Cowboys is a bad situation. I mean, you have Jerry Jones thinking he's a GM of a football team. I think that is a bad situation, but that being said, I still don't think Jason Garrett's a good coach. Jason Garrett leaves. He doesn't, he doesn't leave, become a coordinator and have the, 
number three offense in football. And then it's like, hey, see, the Dallas situation is a bad situation. He leaves and has the 31st offense in football. Yeah. You're not even a good offensive coordinator. I know. So the idea that you're going to earn a new job, like talk about failing upwards, being, being a terrible head coach, having to step back to be an offensive coordinator, being actually even a worse offensive coordinator, and then getting the job of a head coach back. I, I just think I don't even really know how his name got thrown out there and how that became like a thing, like Jason Garrett to the Chargers. But I think the Chargers, I know this, the family there is a disaster, but I just think that read the room, like there's no way they would be able to sign that deal without, you know, basically people storming Chargers capital. <laughs> really? Chargers fans? They, they don't seem like the fervent type of fans. If five of them show up, it's more people than they've had at one of their football games in a while. So With board shorts and a Baja burrito loaded with guacamole. Yeah. That's what's happening. Don't make me throw this burrito at you, bro. Squawks will stay in your shirt. <laughs> but seriously, no one ever talks about that. No one talks about the retreads. Everybody, excuse me, everybody wants to bring up um, the lack of minority hires, which is fine. But why do people not bring up, why does, like, why does McCarthy get a job again? Why are we well, even discussing? And, and I actually think it's a very, I, I think it's a very, like I agree with you, they they focus on that too much, but I think it's one, in, one like it's a problem that's one in the same. It's very similar to you know what is going on in entertainment right now, which is something like I straight up deal with. Like we hear, like Joe's great, but he's a straight white dude. Yeah, you know what I mean. But the thing is, and like I am sensitive to. Th- everything that's going on in the world and, and understanding that a little bit. But then what happens is I can't get a job, but Hugh Grant can get every job ever. Sure. Mel Gibson can get every job ever. It's not that you're not hiring straight white guys because like the patriarchy you're, you're retreading yeah. the straight white guys who are responsible for this. Well, it's, shit. it's, it's keeping that system intact. I agree. It's like if you're going to hire a new, young, innovative white coach over a black coach, you think you're making a good decision. But if you're hiring an old ass failure of a white coach over a black coach, now there is some like you, you can say it's a reckless and terrible decision. But you can also say like, yo, what the fuck is this kind of racist? Yeah. No, I mean, look, and and and, and the retread like here, like, listen, Lovey Smith had a couple jobs, but we don't hear Lovey Smith every fucking time there's a coaching position open. Jim Caldwell, is he dead? Like, you know what no, I mean? No, his like, name is his name is actually resurfaced on some of these. Yeah, it has. Doesn't mean he's gonna get a job, right? But but again, I, I think even the retread transcends race. I mean. Art Shell was rehired. How many times was like Dennis Green? Like nothing against these guys, but to me, I throw them in the Mike McCarthy same box of what are we doing here? Like, what are we bringing these guys back for? Right. 
And that's why I brought up John Gruden again the other day of, you know, I think he's turning things around somewhat, but, you know, he's a retread. We're three years in. I mean, you know, again, I, I think there's a lot of good young coaches out there that deserve jobs and hopefully some of these teams don't do retreads because I, I can't stand it. Yeah, it's I agree bo- with you. It's boring and it doesn't ignite a fan base at all. And, and honestly, if you want to do a retread of any sort, and I, I still don't think it's a Jason Garrett type or a Mike McCarthy type or whatever, like you better have a good reason for it. Like, I'm yeah. okay if you're like, this is our quarterback and he loves this guy and blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? If we're, let me ask you this, though. If we're talking retreads, obviously he's, he's not been too successful at Michigan, but he really did have a good NFL coaching record. Yeah. Is the game past Harbaugh by? How, um, is he, how is he if he comes back into the NFL as a retread? Listen, I'm kind of a Jim Harbaugh fan, even though maybe there's – not a reason to be a fan, but I don't watch college football. I don't know what the deal is at Michigan. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I can't judge him on that. That being said, and this is, this is layered, but like, to me, it seems like has the game passed by just like hard asses in general. Yeah. You know, like a red ass khaki wearing yell at you. Now, Joe Judge is kind of one of those guys. I like what he's doing in New York. Like, there are a couple of those guys out there, but I almost think that you need it needs to be the right fit where it's like we know that this is going to be the guy, and we're gonna we're gonna like I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be I wouldn't want Harbaugh if I was a Jets fan. Like, I don't think he's going to, like, build the organization from nothing to something. Now, the Jaguars, were Tom Coughlin's your head of football, and this is kind of what they've been trying to instill anyway, Harbaugh there? I don't know. Like, um, that being said, this is why I didn't like Tom Thibodeau, and I'm taking the L on that. So, After eight games, though. I am. I am taking the, the L on that after eight games because here's the thing. They are playing above their heads, which is all you can ask for. All you can ask for is like in sports, especially in basketball, it's almost like that college basketball thing. Like you can have all the talent in the world, but if they're all freshmen, what does it matter? Meanwhile, if you have a well-coached group of seniors, you can be the Cinderella George Mason that gets all the way to fucking the final four. So that's what's happening with the Knicks. Now they have a lot of vets. They have like, I mean, Julius Randall's an all-star. If it happened, if there was an all-star game this year, people for Julius Randall's 26. Yeah. He's 26 years old. It's crazy. It's like, it, you know, it's almost like Julius Randall's like, had a career and his career's like we're talking about a resurgence in his career. He's 26. Yeah, he's drafted in 2014, seventh overall pick by the Lakers. So for Tibbs to turn a guy like that into like to to for Tibbs to come in and for Julius Randle to reach the potential that everybody thought he would have is why it's like okay, but here's the thing. 
I don't think Tibbs works if you have a guy who is a star prior to like him arriving. You know what I mean? He almost needs you to be needing a resurgence. Yeah. I don't think if the Knicks had traded for James Harden over the summer and it was all these guys and James Harden, it works. Cause James Harden's like, fuck you motherfucker. You yeah. know? So I don't know that that's a, that's a long response to Jim Harbaugh. I just think it, it, it's a matter of fit. Yeah. You can be a good coach with the wrong fit. You can be a bad coach. With, I mean, I think we've seen a lot of right fit, bad coaches that doesn't work out as well. Yeah, I agree. And I like Harbaugh overall. So Michigan fans are probably like, it's the fucking worst. Yeah. So Bradley, you know, we're talking next, so let's let's keep an NBA talk for a minute. So Bradley Bill scored 60 yesterday and they lose. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. I saw this stat I'm gonna read. So the Wizards are now 0-3 in the last three games where Beal has dropped 50-plus points. So him scoring does not equal Ws. Right. Because they are a trash team. I mean, listen, I'm a big NBA guy. Russell Westbrook to the Wizards was I never going to be a fit. It was never – like – it's never going to work. It's almost like the Wizards at this point have become come put up a fun game. Like, yeah, it, it, like it'll be entertaining for the fans watching on TV. Yeah. Like they're not competing. They haven't competed in a long time. Even when they were competing, they weren't really competing. Like it, I, I you know, I hate to say it, but like, kind of goes back to like the Jordan, like Jordan was just there, not competing, like scoring empty points. People pretend it didn't happen. Yeah. It wasn't making playoff runs. He wasn't like whatever, like, okay. Big, the, okay. Bigger disaster. Sorry to cut you off real quick. Bigger no, disaster. The capital yesterday or the wizards since Jordan took over. <laughs> the, the I mean, wizards the, since right? Michael Jordan was on the team. I'm just saying, since Michael Jordan joined the team, the Wizards have with been his, a bigger with disaster. His feet, with his feet up in, like, the owner's office. Yeah, right? Stealing mail before he goes to Charlotte. Yeah, I, dude, I can't remember in my lifetime ever. And we're talking two different names. The Bullets turned Wizards. Yeah. Why were they ever the Bullets? Wow, that's an interesting nickname. Why were they the Bullets or why were? Yeah, why were they the Bullets? I don't know. I mean, it's kind of fun. I like the, I like it. It's like the the Washington Bulls. Like I don't know why it started, but like to me, that's a fun name. And it's like you talk about you talk about the Native American name changes. They changed the bullets a while ago now, and that's way less offensive to me. Oh yeah, no, it is. Oh, there's a lot of gun violence in D.C. No one in the world knows that. I pulled it up. In 1946, the Baltimore franchise, because they started in Baltimore, was nicknamed Bullets after a nearby ammunition foundry. And also, uh, yeah, and uh, it, we, you know, teams love alliteration names. Yeah. Which is they went from the 
Baltimore Bullets to the Washington Wizards. So the owner decided Abe Paulin in 1996 is when they changed from Bullets to Wizards. Yeah, that's fucking 25 years ago. Yeah, so that's when they changed. Was there, a, you know, so so 96, so I would have been like a young little 15-year-old. I don't remember... Maybe I just wasn't aware. I don't remember the outcry as much. Then again, there was no social media. Right. I think we, I right. think we always forget that. Yeah. Like, like we didn't have every single douchebag in the world's opinion, and now we do. And also, can we talk about, like, can we have some outcry now? Like, what about the wizard community? Like, they have to be tied to this dumpster fire franchise? Yeah, that's a good point. Harry Potter's out there saving fucking, you know, whatever harry potter land is and he's got to be fucking he's got to deal with the wizards have you, you seen know, blem- a single a blemish on his name you i saw a, one i saw one i haven't watched a single and harry potter no, movie and i read no books yeah me either kids love that man my sister was obsessed i think my brother mikey i think yeah. that might be like the seven books my brother has read in his entire life <laughs> that, uh, if if mikey can't read it while he's on the toilet i don't think he's that does not surprise me a single bit. Yeah. What was he texting us yesterday? I was like busy doing something. He was texting us about how he was texting. It was something about, Oh, he wanted you. (laughs) It's actually pretty funny. Now I remember he was like, he was like, Ruther, I know you love Jesus. He's like, how do you feel about like doing my kids CCD homework for them so that they can like get confirmed, but not have to do, not to study religion. I love how he makes me like the Jesus lover. Yeah. And I was like, tell your kids. I was like, break the news to your kids. There's no bearded cloud man in the sky or Santa Claus or the Easter bunny. Yeah. I I think I was on my last Christmas. I think this year is the last Christmas for a bunch of the kids in my family. I think I, I think I believed in Santa through third grade. So my uncle. You know me. Like how early do you think John broke, tried to break the fucking news to us? Five. He's like, do you understand words yet? Yes. There is no Santa Claus. What a jackass. There was a big, it was actually a big scandal. John tried to dump it on us like way early. Honestly, I think I was like five or six. That's... And Mikey was like three. Wow. And Mikey was like devastated. So my dad had to do this thing where he set up, like we talked about, your Walt had it too, set up an old beta cam in our living room where we would have, you know, Christmas. And a lot of times on Christmas morning, he'd film all of us opening presents and whatever. So he puts it on a tripod on the corner and he accidentally leaves it on and catches Santa Claus coming uh, in. He literally put like, he literally put fucking, he made a Santa Claus like stick figure, literally like cotton balls and whatever on a stick and just like did this by the fucking camera at night. Like, like, Awesome Lou move, though. It was, like, out of focus. He's like, oh, the camera's on. It's out of focus, but maybe it caught something. And then literally, like, a stick figure Santa Claus. And three-year-old Mikey is just double-fingering John. He's like, I fucking told you. Wait, wait a fucking second. Santa's real. I love it. So he didn't, like, dress as Santa. He used a stick figure that was Santa. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's and, hilarious. And, and, it, and it sold three-year-old Mikey and possibly six-year-old me on Santa for like another six months. Well, that, well I think it's play. good. I think it's good for kids to have that. Like it's, it's innocence, you know, the innocence of youth. My uncle, rest in peace, my uncle Dan, my dad's brother, 
told us that the Easter Bunny lived underneath his deck. And I believed that for years. He's like, you know, the Easter Bunny lives under, I'm like, the Easter Bunny lives underneath Uncle Dan's deck? That's crazy. It's amazing. Yeah. My favorite Easter Bunny video, have you ever seen that Easter Bunny video of the Easter Bunny? I think it's somewhere in New Jersey. It's in like a rough area where he's fighting and the massive fight breaks out. No. <laughs> I got to find this thing. That's amazing. It's an Easter Bunny fight at the mall, and it is awesome. I think that's it's so, somewhere. That's so Jersey. Isn't it? Yeah. Like the Easter Bunny's throwing haymakers and shit. It's classic. Amazing. It really is. Uh, we got some other stuff to get to, and we are going to get to calls later in the show. But, Joe, before we move on to some NFL stuff, I just want to say that, you know, I'm feeling good this new year. I've been working out, and, uh, you know, I've been inspired by our friends at Miller Lite. It's a new year, right, Joe? The resolution, it's not even like it's a big resolution for me. It's just I just want to shed 2020. Obviously, it was a rough year for all of us. And uh, celebrate 2021 with some nice, cold Miller Lite. I'm the same as you, Andy. Um, uh, we're the apartment over here is uh, we're committed to uh, you know getting in shape and and honestly, this is f- fully real. Like I love that here in my in my office area, I've got this Miller Lite mini fridge filled with Miller Lights, and that I can have, I can work out and and wash down a workout with a couple cold Miller Lights and not even feel bad about it because low carbs, low calories. Guys, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling. No matter how you feel about the start of 2021, you can get Miller Lite delivered to your door by going to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports. It's forward slash dirty sports. To find the delivery options near you, celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories. That's it. Only 96 calories, 3.2 grams of carbs per 12 ounces and less than one gram of protein. So tip those Miller Lights back and send us a screenshot that you're enjoying America and the world's finest Pilsner. Okay, Joe. I'm going to celebrate by having a couple Miller Lights today. I'm going to have them. Lindor Miller Light. I'm gonna have an Austin Sanity Miller Light. I mean, t- today is gonna be Austin Sanity nice Miller Light Thursday. Did you see Austin? I mean, listen, I I'm like I've never been an Austin Rivers fan per se. Although we have both talked about on the show, like kind of underrated. Like was a nice little clipper for a minute, but like the Knicks signing of Austin Rivers was like okay. Okay, I mean, I, I see what you guys are doing. It's like trying to find value pieces. Last night, he he went Austin Sanity. He yeah. Had like, he had 14 points in like a minute and a half to close out a comeback. The, the thing about the Knicks is they've come back against two good teams in two games. Like, that is something that we haven't done, I don't know, since Ewing? <laughs> like, coming back sure. against good teams? Like, even during the... Dan Tony heyday with like the uh, okay I should say outside of Lynn Sanity itself but even like the Amari Stoudemire mellow days it's like those teams didn't have heart those teams just did not have heart and you can't you know you can't teach heart yeah no I agree these guys got it so 
I want to jump into some NFL discussions. Let's go. Before we pick the actual games. Now, these are just some rumors. The rumor mill. The dirty sports rumor mill. There is some talk, according to Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, possibility of Deshaun Watson being traded. Again, just talk. Now, he signed that long-term deal, but we all know the Texans are kind of a dumpster fire right now. Yep. You and I discussed pre-show. Deshaun Watson, we both believe, is very underrated how good he is. I I think very underrated. Like we do it, we're I I wouldn't say we're as guilty of it as other people. I think a lot of people are more guilty of it than us. But like even we do, it. we talk, you know, we rank the quarterbacks all the time. We do the top five. We say, oh, is this guy top five? Is that guy top five? And and there's been a lot of movement in the years in that list since we started doing the show and since we started having that conversation. But Deshaun Watson is around that in the NFL these days. I mean, yeah, I agree. You, you look at what he's been able to do from a statistics standpoint in his years with the coaching disaster that he had with the lack of help that he's had with, uh, you know, defenses that were good for like a hot minute when JJ Watt is on the field, like Deshaun Watson is with us up there with those guys. Yeah. I agree. And, you know, his numbers back it up. He's a dual threat. You got to add the rushing yards, the rushing touchdowns. You know, we, we do it for Josh Allen. We do it for Lamar Jackson. For some reason, we don't do it as much with Deshaun. But, again, this year, three rushing touchdowns, 400-plus yards. Tack that onto his 4,800 yards that he passed for. I think he's a great quarterback. Yeah. I think and he's very, be, he's very similar nice to Russ. Yeah, and it'd be nice for him to get out of there. He's like him and Russ is like he throws for more yards, but they're very similar as far as high touchdown efficiency, and they also get sacked too much. Right. Like they're very similar, rushing for four to five hundred yards a season, a few rushing touchdowns, and and very similar in the yeah trying to do a little, maybe a little too much with your legs leads to sacks, holding the ball, another guy who holds the ball too long, but and here's the thing, is. I think his situation has been infinitely worse. Oh, it has. Um, look, man, I don't know if this is going to happen, if this is just him maybe leveraging the new head coach who he wants to get hired, but fresh start couldn't hurt. But where are they talking? I mean, that's the question. You know where I'd love to see him. Where? The Patriots. I mean, I think they I don't, listen. I I don't want the Patriots to be good. I don't need the Patriots to be good. Like fuck the Patriots. <laughs> also, like I mean, I mean, this article lists literally half the NFL. Also, he'd excel there, but like, this is what Deshaun Watson has to deal with now. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He's gonna go to Racismville, USA. I don't know why Florio did this. In the article that I'm reading says, these are the teams that could possibly clamor for him. Patriots, Steelers, Colts, Raiders, Broncos, Washington, Eagles, Bears, Lions, Saints, Panthers, Falcons, Bucks, if Tom Brady leaves, and 49ers. <laughs> I mean, that's half the NFL. Yeah. I mean, the Niners. It, sounds, it does sound like they're ready to move on from Jimmy G. Right. 
Um, the Colts, obviously, I think we all think that the Colts are building something good and have yeah. had have had a you know tough luck as far as quarterback goes. I mean, I think I think the Philip Rivers move was better than you know the Josie Brush goalie, but like at least, but it was still late in my opinion. Um, the Andrew Luck thing, but like I think Reich's a good coach. I mean, the, the, all the talk is Wentz to the Colts now. The reuniting with, but like, you call Frank Reich tomorrow and you're like, you want to reunite with Wentz? Do you want Deshaun Watson? He's like, I will run Carson Wentz over with my car, if those are my options. Yeah. I mean, come on, exactly. Carolina. I want to see another year at Bridgewater. Okay. I'm not ready to. I'm not ready to sell him out yet. I feel like a lot of people are, though. No, I mean, I just think it's like you're going to do a rebuild. I actually don't hate, like, the rebuild with, like, the vet quarterback in place, but then the move has got to be the the idea is rebuild and then turn it over to a young gun, right? Which, yeah. If a young younger gun and an elite quarterback in the NFL is available right now, that could speed up your rebuild. Now, are you ready to – to compete and therefore you're ready to compete so much that you can take on that contract right now. I don't know. I don't know if Caroline is there. Yeah. Listen, I'm the Daniel Jones thing for the giants is like somehow they're not on that list and I'm not, I've by no means given up on Daniel Jones, but like I will, if we get with the Sean Watson. Sure. <laughs> because fuck them. You keep going back to that Chappelle. I love that. It was Pop everywhere copy. yesterday. Pop copy. Yeah. That was a great sketch. I think that was the very first episode of Chappelle show. Yeah. So I be, good. I could be wrong. I think that's the first one. Rappaport was in that sketch, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. And uh, and the dude from Half-Baked. That was like the dude from Half-Baked's return. The Puerto Rican dude. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great sketch. So good. <laughs> I feel that way when I go to like Home Depot. Like, they don't give a shit. Yeah. When I went yesterday, I was looking for the right thing for the, the faucet. and guy Home looks Depot, at- working at Home Depot, what a legendary, like, what the job description is like, here's the deal. You're going to try to avoid customers at all costs, <laughs> but, but here's the catch. We're going to make it pretty difficult because you have to wear an orange apron. So... You could hide, but you're going to be covered in orange. Like you're going to look like somebody who's out hunting deer, but you can hide from customers. It's funny you say that. So yesterday I go there. You ever notice how many Home Depot employees are not helping anyone? Just walking. Not holding holding anything and just staring like they're shopping, just staring at that aisle. You're like, motherfucker, are you shopping or am I shopping? So I go yesterday. And I got the one part, right, which needs to be replaced. And obviously, I don't know anything about this stuff, so I need help. So the dude sees me with that just deer in headlights look. And you could tell he didn't want to offer the help, but he did. Yeah. He said, sir, do you need any help? And I said, yeah, I got to turn off. I hold it up. I said, I got this piece from my bathroom. I got to turn off uh, the one hot water valve, blah, blah, blah. I explained it to him. I show him the piece. 
I said, do you know which piece it is? And he looks at me and he says, you know, it's aisle nine. And then he just goes, to be honest, I don't know. He goes, but you know who knows this? Teresa. So he says, that's her over. We're going to need Teresa over to aisle five. <laughs> Teresa to plumbing. He's like, you go over to Teresa and she'll know. So I go over to Teresa and I say, same thing. She's like looking down at something, writing something down. Like I literally have to like give her a hug. Like, you know, I'm yeah. wearing a mask. She's wearing a mask. You know, you know, like you can't cough. Like you have to like bring a gift for Teresa. Yeah. Like Teresa, I brought you this fruitcake in hopes that you may help me in the plumbing section. So I tell her my situation and she also doesn't really help me. And yeah. sends me to the plumbing section. And then, you know, there's a thousand different little things. And I'm thinking, I don't fucking know. So I grab a few of them. And I bring it back to Teresa. Because Teresa's not getting away from me at this point. It's like, Teresa, you're stuck with me. And I say, is this the right one? She goes, well, what's the brand of the faucet? Is it blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, fuck, I don't really know. And she's like, well, you're going to have to know. Because then you're going to get the wrong part. So get this. I did figure it out. I called my brother. And we kind of pieced it together come back home still the wrong piece so i'm going back to find Teresa today at home depot i mean do you remember when we did the mcdonald's milkshake thing and yeah we got we got the calls and like we got we got deep in the belly of like mcdonald's conspiracy theory we got to do that i know i know for a fact we have a dirt ball that works at home depot oh we yeah need, guys we need the phone call we need to know do you take the job because you know you don't have to help people or is there like a corporate directive not to help people unless they specifically ask you to help them? Like yeah. what is, because Andy, you and I have never been to the same. Well, actually we did go to home Depot. Remember when we drove around that cart? When yeah, I was that was fun. But like people who are listening to this are like, I live in Iowa and that's definitely how motherfuckers at home Depot act. Like this is universal, universal yeah. home Depot guys, orange aprons, pretending they're not employees at home depot <laughs> like it's, it's wild just, it's just real yeah yeah the mcdonald's milkshake is always broken home depot employees give zero fucks they really do they truly like, don't you care imagine if they didn't have orange aprons if they just had like little badges you would never get help at home depot never You're like who's this this guy's just sitting on a non-working toilet in the bathroom section like, oh you fucking work here dog yeah you'd have no clue no clue at all. Hey, before we preview these games, I think you'd like this. I saw this little snippet real quick. And I know we discussed our favorite comedies, Tug, myself, and uh, Nick D'Alessandro last, I don't know, February? Happy, happy belated birthday to Tug Coker, by the way. Oh, was it his birthday? Just a couple days ago. Yeah, thanks for letting me know. I'm going to shoot him a, uh, a message. What's Tug, 35? Yeah. I, I saw... Even, I don't even know if... Is Tug older than me or younger than me? He's older than you. But just barely. Yeah, just barely. We're, we're all in the wheelhouse. Yeah. I saw this and I knew you'd like this. You know, I was doing my usual perusing of the Wall Street Journal and they did an article, an interview with Peyton Manning. And they asked him, uh, what are his top five comedy films love it and Peyton and I got to read the story first before I say what he shared for his top five and I love what Peyton says 
he responds to the question by saying, I'll tell you a story. He says, 2008, I'm in the quarterback meeting room, blah, blah, blah. I got a bunch of young quarterbacks who just got out of college. And he's like, he's explaining how you spend all your time together with these guys, right? And you're getting to know each other. And uh, he says, I remember this team was, this team we were watching was blitzing. And I just kept saying, this is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. Which is the line from Chevy Chase's vacation when he's about to go in the pool with Christy Brinkley. And he goes, I keep saying it, but nobody knows what I'm talking about. And Peyton, this makes me love Peyton so much more. He says, it, you know, it bothered him. And he said, I told the young guys, look, this isn't going to work. If we're going to be together all day, we, we need to like challenge each other and stay awake and sometimes be lighthearted. So he gives them five comedy films, the young quarterbacks that they have to watch over the weekend. And these are the five, which he thinks this are is awesome. Exactly. Is this great? Like this is classic yeah. Peyton Manning. He but also gives, this is Peyton's answer, right? Like he's like, I did this before I, I like hand selected five comedy films. Exactly. And these are the five. And I, by the way, I have no, like, I'm not saying these are my five favorite, but I have no qualms about these five. These are five classics. Vacation. The Jerk. Oh, Cat, so good. Caddyshack. Yeah. Stripes and Fletch. He loves him some fucking Bill Murray, Chevy Chase. So yeah. He's, like a, he's, you know, he's a little older than me. He's, you know, what's, what's Peyton? Six, five, six years older than me, probably. Yeah. He... He's that he's he's that early SNL guys. All those early SNL guys go on to be movie stars. I mean, all good, all solid. You gotta love Stripes. Yeah, Stripes is awesome. Caddyshack. Come on, Caddyshack. I love Caddyshack. I mean, how do you how do you not love Caddyshack? Um, Yeah, all solid. But all the I mean, we have. Give me him one more time. Vacation. I mean, okay, Chevy, the the jerk, classic. Steve, Mar Steve Martin is like that's that's Steve Martin's like. I love that movie so much. Yeah, so good. He hates these cans. <laughs> <laughs> My dad loved that. We used to watch that. So Caddy good. Caddyshack, classic. Murray Murray Chase, Stripes, Murray, Harold Ramis, yeah, and Fletch. Back to back to Chev. Yeah. They're redoing Flash. Did you know that? No. John Hamm. Hmm. Now, the Fletch thing is Fletch is based on some books. Okay. So I'm assuming it's like, you know, a not Chevy character. It's not based on Chevy Fletch. I think it's based on the books Fletch. So I mean Anybody our age, like I like John Hamm. I anybody, do too. Anybody yeah. of our of our age is going to be disappointed because it's not Fletch, but uh, you know, potential to be good in its own way. Hopefully, yeah. I, I look. I'm going to see it. I'll support it. I mean, if there's not a steak sandwich reference, don't even make the fucking movie. What's the Underhills? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll have a steak sandwich and a steak sandwich. Go ahead and put that on the Underhills tab. <laughs> uh, All about ball bearings. <laughs> he was really good, man, I will say. Yeah. God, he was fucking great in those movies. Well, I like the list. I approve, Peyton. Yeah.
And I love that story of him telling the young quarterbacks to go ahead and that would have been with the Colts and go ahead and watch these five movies. Real quick, before we jump into this week picks, I do see a quick comment here on YouTube from Eric Fisher. I live in Iowa and I can confirm that this is universal. (laughs) (laughs) The Home Depot thing is real. Yeah, I love it. Right? I love that I can call out a state and get confirmation. Yeah. The sun never sets on the dirty sports empire. That's no. one thing I've learned. We got we got dirt balls everywhere. Yeah. We might have to we might have to make a like a world map and just start pinning dirt balls in. I think we did that, didn't we? Did we? I love it. All right. So wild card weekend. It's gonna be a fun one. We got three games on Saturday and three games on Sunday. Let's start breaking these bad boys down. I gotta cool. say, I am excited three and three. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. I'm stoked. So first up, we have Colts traveling to Western New York, Orchard Park, where the Bills are six-and-a-half-point favorites. Wow. I love the Bills in this game. I think the Bills win. I I don't know what the money line would have to be for me to bet the Colts. That being said... I like the Colts to cover. The first I, the first football game, the fucking early CBS Saturday game. It's going to be close. I agree. I totally agree. I don't I like the Bills to win. I don't like yeah. six and a half. Yeah. I like the Bills to win and um yeah, so we're, we we feel exactly the same about that. Yeah. And you know, and, Josh, and I think the Bills are going to be tough to beat. Like, I could see a situation where the Bills win this game and then have an easier game next round. You know what I mean? Like, they they they're like, yeah, we got that playoff groove. Yeah, and and by the way, let's not forget they Josh Allen has played a playoff game. They played against the Texans last year and lost. Yeah. Didn't he catch a touchdown in that game? I think he did. So, you know, he got that first one out of the way. I this, love I I like the I think the Bills the Bills to beat anybody right now. Oh yeah, man. You know me. I'm all about the Bills as far as how good I think they can be and dangerous. Now this is this is what we're talking about though, Joe with Philip Rivers. Here it is, man. You're an underdog on the road. You have a good run game. You have a good defense. This but, is why this is why I like them plus six and a half. Because I like them. Four point game. Seventy five seconds left. Philip Rivers gets the ball. Philip Rivers throws a beautiful twenty five yard crossing route. Philip Rivers throws one into into the flat, and all of a sudden they're at midfield, and they're you know they're driving for a touchdown and win this game. And Philip Rivers forces a dumpster fire pass into double covers to a to a fucking tight end. Ball game over. Philip Rivers takes off his helmet. And uh, the anti-clutch lives on another day. Yeah. And they cover, and they lose, and... And that's classic Philip. And that's classic Philip. So the next spread has moved. Looks like people are putting their money on the Rams. It was four and a half when we did our show Monday. It's down to three and a half Seahawks favorites. I kind of like the Rams in this game. I kind of do. I know 
that like so the, the tough thing for me is you know you said the rams chance like you kind of like the rams chances no golf the thing that scares me i don't like the golf with a hurt thumb well he's gonna play right now this is a throwing hand thumb no it's an offhand thumb it's throwing hand thumb i don't know I don't love golf either way. I don't love golf hurt. That's what scares me. I actually, I actually really like this game with a healthy golf. It gets dicey. I'm going to take the Rams. I just think this is a, I think either team could win this game. I think the Rams defense is just that good. I think they could run the ball. I think Jalen Ramsey can put some clamps on DK I think they can win the game. And here's the thing. If you think they can win the game, then a dog bet is is a good one. I think the Rams can win for sure. And I, and at this point, the home away thing is a non-factor. Like I don't like I don't like betting Phillip Rivers on the road in a playoff game, but it's like, is he really on the road? Exactly. Like this. This this game's a lot different if there's seventy thousand screaming Seahawks fans. Yeah, exactly. I like the Rams to cover. I'm going to go with the Seahawks, though, simply because of the quarterback situation. But I, I'm predicting a low-scoring game. Defensive battle. Yeah. Or, or will, we have, will we have a weird halftime score? Will we have a weird halftime score, Agami? Like, will it be 8-4 at the half? I could see it. I could totally see it. And I think you're right. Like this, this idea, like we don't know. I was just reading the latest article. You know, it's Robert Woods saying, oh, he's slinging the ball great at practice today. It's like, okay, you're on his team. Of course right, you're going to say that. Right, right. What, what does that mean to me? So I don't know. I also think Goss the type of guy where if it's in his head before the game, that's not good. If he's playing timid, he already plays timid. The reason I'm going with the Rams is, would you be shocked if the Rams win this game by 14? I wouldn't be like, holy shit. That's, I never saw that coming. Uh, I'd be kind of shocked. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a close game too, but. I'd be pretty shocked if they won by 14. That's two touchdowns. I mean, 10 points, no. Two touchdowns, yeah. This next one's really interesting, Joe. Because the spread is it's really big. The Bucks are eight and a half point favorites against Washington. This one's tough. Because they have a good D line that could get to Tom Brady. And we all, as we all know, that's his kryptonite throughout his career. Yes. Um, and I am I am on the record as being like, give me the fucking team that the Bucks are playing in the first round of the playoffs. That being said. I don't like the juju that surrounds the what you know at this point is was the charity case last week. Like Washington's had to deal with that as well. You know, you got some weird Alex Smith knee injury, Ron Rivera cancer charity case. Now you're on tape after the game thanking Doug Peterson. Like uh, I'm gonna go with the Bucks. Can't believe I'm saying that. I'm going to go with the Bucs. And then I'm also going to sight unseen, see if I can find a place to bet against the Bucs next week, regardless of opponent. Regardless, you think the Bucs, 
I think it's I think it's I think it's Bucks win and cover against the under five hundred playoff team, and then lose when everybody's like, see, they win by they win by twenty in Washington. It's fucking Brady's back, baby. It's a tough one for me. This is a big spread. I think the Bucks win, but eight and a half points. I agree. I agree. Here's the thing, though. We're not getting a backdoor cover, right? No. Let's keep one thing in mind about this Washington team. And I agree. Their defensive line is great. That could give Tom Brady problems. The biggest issue about the end of the Washington Eagles game is that they didn't cover that fucking game with Nate Sudfeld not being able to take a snap. He couldn't catch snaps. Like, they did not play well. Like, the the, yeah. the issue with that game is people go, oh, Jalen Hurts. Like, the Eagles were going to win the game. <laughs> they, they almost won the game fucking anyway. Well, you're kind of convincing me, and now I start thinking about the Bucs also have a really good defensive line. I'm going to go Tampa wins and covers. I'm going to agree with you on this one. And I want to bring something up. Shout out to Dirtball Chance Maxson, who who we had an exchange over koozies, and then he brought up a point about OBG. talk about a fucking. I mean, talk about regal names. Chance Maxson, are you the are you the villain in like an eighties skateboarding movie? I don't know if I can win. Chance Maxson's three time defending champ. Yeah. He'd be a good character in Cobra Kai. Yeah, exactly. Oh, a shout out to Brett Ernst back in the show. I know. Brett Ernst, of the return of Ernst. And, and, and giving him some funny stuff this season. Yeah. I, I only watched, I think, two episodes. He's, I've watched, I think, eight. He's in three or four of them already. Yeah. Yeah. How many are total in the season? Ten? Ten. So, you know, he... Left an iTunes review, so I asked for his address, and he's like, seven, 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 fucking Dogtown Lane. He's he's a North Dakota dirtball. All right, it's a dope North Dakota name. Yeah, in his in his iTunes review, he said something about Mike Evans being better than OBJ, and the facts don't lie. It's it's crazy that they were the same draft class. Yeah. And then I pulled it up because I, I did a deep dive. And I think this is an interesting, quick little discussion on the show. So 2014 wide receiver draft class. You have Sammy Watkins at four. You have Mike Evans at seven. You have OBJ at 12. And then you have Brandon Cooks at 20 for New Orleans. If you put their stats, and this is strictly stats, Mike Evans has the most yards, touchdowns, receptions. And to be honest, it's not even close because he's played and he's been healthy. Right. But here's what's crazy. OBJ and Brandon Cooks are basically very similar in yards and receptions. And OBJ has them on, like, touchdowns by about 11. But that's crazy to me. Yeah. Well, also, you, you get you, and you also get Cooks Saints, Cooks Rams, Cooks 
Patriots. Patriots. Yeah. yeah. So better situations. Also a guy who's been injury prone, especially with concussions and stuff like that. I mean, no doubt about it. Mike Evans has had, you know, a, a better career about the best career out of the bunch. Cause he's been healthy. He's been consistent. I think the thing is, uh, let's leave Watkins and cooks out of it for now. When you're comparing sure. these, these, when you're comparing Evans and Odell, totally different receivers, hundred percent, you know, outside shoulder possession receiver and the guy that you, you know, hit it, hit on a two yard slant and it could go to the house. So it's totally different, you know, what you're even, even, even what you're like game planning to get out of them. But what's interesting, and you, we talked about Deshaun Watson. That's why I'm bringing this up. I think Mike Evans and I do it too. And I'm part of the problem, but that's why I'm trying to bring it up. I think he's the most underrated, undervalued, like Seven straight seasons, a thousand touchdowns, over sixty touchdowns, a thousand yards. I'm that sorry, a thousand yards would be a record for sure. Yeah, that would that would uh, <laughs> be pretty incredible. But think about that. You know, that's all I'm saying is like he's done it with a wide range of quarterbacks. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Mike Evans has an old Tom Brady this year, but he's done it with Jameis. He's done it with Fitz. He I don't even know who the quarterbacks were in 2014 and 2015 in Tampa. He's done with a lot of guys. Now, same for OBJ. He's had a, a, a mishmash of Mike Evans is the real deal. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no doubt. And I think with that being said, we're both going to take the Bucks to win and cover. Mm-hmm. All right, Sunday's games. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. First one's good, Joey. Really good. Ravens travel to Tennessee. The three and a half point favorites in Nashville against the Titans. Wow. What do you think about this one? Titans won earlier in Baltimore this season. Derrick Henry went off. They were down in that game. They came back. It was a great second half. I remember watching that game. It was a fun game to watch. Everyone's riding high on the Ravens. I've got some road dogs already. I'm going to stick. I'm going to go with the home team here. I mean, if you, here's what I'll do. I didn't look at this spread. This spread has eluded me for some reason. This is, this would have not been my guess. I would have not guessed three and a half point Ravens spread. That's a six and a half point home Ravens spread. Yes. I don't like that at all. Or, or, or a six. If we're doing two and a half at home with the no crowd, take the, I'll take the Titans. Look, man, a lot of people probably wouldn't like to hear this, but I also want to bring the quarterback play into, into you know, a quick discussion. Ryan Tannehill was efficient last playoffs. Indeed. Lamar's, look, Lamar's great. Lamar's also 0-2 in the playoffs. Correct. He hasn't won a single playoff game. He's young. Correct. There's a lot of time to play. But... I might even give Tannehill the edge right now until Lamar can prove that he can win a playoff game. I'm taking the Titans to straight up win this game. Like it. Watch Lamar's going to go off. Yeah. <laughs> that Ruther curse just is going to. I know that Ruther curse. 
the first player ever for 200 yards rushing and 300 yards passing in a playoff game. Alex from Kentucky's going, oh, no. They put, oh, it, they no. put, him, in at li- they put him in at linebacker. He tackles and injures Derrick Henry. Wasn't that the line from Alex from Kentucky? He was a Titans fan. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Where's Alex from Kentucky these days? I saw him in Capitol Hill yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like somebody who was on Capitol Hill. I honestly, I can, I, 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 it's sad for me to say this because I love our fans and the sun never sets on the dirty sports empire. And that is something I'm proud of. There was a dirt ball there yesterday for sure. Oh, you're guessing <laughs> for sure. Or, you know, no, I'm guessing. I, no, there wasn't. I, I guarantee you there wasn't. Uh, there wasn't that many people there yesterday, Joe. It was like a couple thousand. That's a lot of people. A couple, we're, we're t- a couple thousand people stormed the capital of the United States. I don't. Did a couple thousand storm it? I mean, there was. I don't know how many people were inside. You know, a hundred, hundreds. Yeah, I'd say that. There was a. You sent koozies to somebody who was inside the Capitol yesterday. Was it the guy putting his feet up at Nancy Pelosi's desk? <laughs> Yeah, I I love this idea though. I don't love storming the I Capitol. I only know that I only know that because I love this I idea only, that there's possibly a dirt ball there. I, I only know that because every once in a while, you know, and, uh, this is not necessarily the politics exchanges, the wall exchanges, none of that stuff, but just straight up sports exchanges. When you go down, sometimes you have the sports exchange, and so you got to look at their profile. I've seen some wild shit on some dirty sports fans' profiles. I have too. You know. You know what it is? It's it's. We talk about it's like sports worshiping. It's like uh, it's like political worshiping in a way, don't you think? Oh yeah. Whether it's a candidate or a party, which I find so bizarre. It's just not my thing. Right. Yeah. Like it's it's like a deep. Man, I'm just thinking a dirt ball, a dirt ball. I mean, you're ba- you're a terrorist, basically. Uh, basically, yeah. You to are. Lay siege on the American Capitol. Yeah, you're you're a, you're a you're a traitor. Yeah, a hundred percent. Which we used to hang people for. Just saying. Oh, my brother was so worked up. I knew he would be. Was your brother like hang these motherfuckers? Oh, Brad. Yeah. Did you- Give, give me my gun. Right, yeah. You don't betray the U.S. Constitution. <laughs> but then he was like, your brother's Captain America. He was like, no, but I can't do that because I'm busy. By the way, speaking of Brad and bringing it back to Home Depot, I might have to go to Home Depot with him. And that's not exactly the best place for people wearing masks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm almost a little scared what he's going to do when he sees people without masks. I almost feel like and I know he wouldn't do it, but I almost feel like if there was ever a return of the dent report, just you and Brad, just weekly updates of Brad. He loves Cobra Kai, by the way. Great. We watched, we crushed three episodes. He like Johnny Lawrence is his spirit animal. I love, I think he's easily the best part of the show. A hundred percent. Yeah. So funny. All right. Bears saints. Wow, the spread keeps moving. 
We're up to a 10-point Saints favorite. Wow. So, the you know, I was going to say before, love three games a day, right? Don't love that an 8-8 eight and eight Bears team is in the playoffs. Like, that's the trade-off. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, for me, and it kind of goes against the eight-and-a-half-point thing, but, like, I – I feel like playoff games just like when do we get playoff blow first round playoff blowouts like blowouts like do you think this Saint, has this Saints team shown that they're gonna blow anybody out lately? I'm taking the Bears to cover. I think I am too. I think I am too. I am. I'm gonna do it. I hate this. I don't like. This. I don't even think this Bears team should be in the playoffs. I think. I think. The, the Bears team more than the Washington team is the argument that the play, extending the playoffs is. This is what it's going to come down to. I think the Bears defense will play well enough to keep them in the game. It's going to come down to Mitchell Trubisky throwing a pick six or a bad fumble or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm with you. That's what it's going to come down to. I agree. Is Trubisky going to spot the Saints an easy 7, 10, 13 points, like, whatever it is? But like as opposed to Washington, kind of love backdoor Trubisky. Backdoor Mitch. Yeah, sounds like a great gay porn name. I know. Backdoor Mitch. <laughs> Backdoor Mitch coming to you from asses on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Two guys, one fumble. Oh, my God. Two, a two picks, one fumble production. Backdoor Mitch. <laughs> Shout out to, speaking of Mitch, Mitch, uh, our boy, Maniacal Mitch. Ananda. I, I shot him out, but I shot him out in a negative way. Hey, Mitch, how about a heads up from two days in the future that the Mets traded for Francisco Lindor? I mean, what's going on out there? How about some word from the future, my dog? Australia's looking really nice right now to live, live at, right? Yeah. 30 in 2022. Let's get over there. Yeah. I bet it's really hard to get a visa. Oh, yeah. Not Australia Barbados, though. Australia doesn't want a anything to do with us remember barbados bro yeah i wonder if they extend that work visa i could use a little caribbean islands although I like I, although i'm adjusting to the the clouds and the overcast every single day you're adjusting to it like you like it no i'm actually adjusting to it yeah it's fine I want that beach soon, though. Well, you're always welcome. Return to California, Andy. Turn of the dent. <laughs> you, you sleep right here in the dirty sports office. I appreciate nice that. Yeah, got a sleeping bag? Yeah. I got an air mattress, my dog. That's right. Your girl loves that air mattress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that thing has been pimped out hard. Yeah. All right, Brown Steelers, our final game of the weekend. This spread also keeps moving in the favorite. Steelers are now six-point favorites. I mean, the Browns will be without their head coach. Talk about fucking, you know, the NFL doesn't give a fuck when it comes to COVID. We talked about you'd be quarterbacking the Packers before they cancel the game. You're going to play a playoff game without your head coach? You're going to play a playoff game without your head coach. 
maybe I've just muted the entire state of Ohio, but like, why are more people angry about this? Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, it really is. But let me ask you this, dude. Why can't he call the plays from his house? He can. He is. Like, we have the technology, right? Right. I mean, I don't know. I, I think potentially that would be illegal. He definitely can't go, like, straight to the – he definitely can't go straight to, like, the sideline coach's ear. Like, I don't know if – Like, isn't this like Patriots, like some guy who's sitting in the front row of the opposing team sidelines calling the defensive coordinator's box in Bill Belichick's system? Like, isn't this haven't the haven't the Patriots literally been fined for this plan? <laughs> some guy off site phone calling in. Yeah, it's gotta you're, be pro illegal. you're probably right. But I don't know. I don't care. Six points is too much for me, Joe. I think this might. Well, this is where we're going to differ. I think I don't. I don't love Pittsburgh. God, it's tough because I don't love Pittsburgh. Do not love Pittsburgh. But they don't have a head coach. I know. I still think. Browns cover. I'm gonna go Pittsburgh. Okay. I don't. I don't like it. I don't want. It. Will we Some get any new Baker Mayfield progressive commercials on this playoff game? Probably, right? I imagine we will roll some out. I like them. I don't care what anybody says. I like the, those the commercials. I like the Baker Mayfield Hulu ones even better. And it makes me like Baker more because I've been very critical of Baker, and I've said this. Yeah. I think they're funny. I think he's funny in them. I think, I think like he acts it out well. Yeah, I want I want to give him crop props. And you know you're, what? You're a fan of Baker Mayfield's acting. Well, you know what? And I think his real life wife, who plays like I think it works well together. Big, Baker Mayfield is the new Jim Brown. Like he retires after six seasons to just become a full time actor. <laughs> I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. Looking forward to these games. All right. Do you want to get to some calls? I would love to get to some calls. All right, guys. We'll do dirtball calls today. Hotline is 310-359-8365. Drop us a call. I usually play them all. There's one I can't play this week because it wasn't the best connection. Um, so I think it was somebody from Indiana. But, yeah, mostly if, if you guys have a good call with a good connection, I will play it. All right. So let's get the intro song back. Dirt balls, dirt ball calls. Dirt balls, dirt ball calls. Dirt balls, dirt ball calls. We got the dirt balls, dirt ball calls. All right. First up, we have. Uh, oh, this is. Oh, this. Let's let's bring it back to this one. This was for you earlier in the show. Okay. What's up, Andy and Joe? This is Adam from uh, beautiful southern Indiana, the uh, heart and center of the quality of life 
and where it's just ever abundant. Uh, Joe, I've got a question uh, about the Mets. Uh, so it, I know you've been talking about George Springer, and I love him. So there, I think he's looking for like a four- or five-year deal. Uh, there's just speculation. Uh, I don't even know if it's true, but a lot of people are saying Trevor Bauer with, you know, had his whole run in with all the Astros players and everything that he wouldn't want to play with anybody from that team. Um, and then he's also said in the past that he only wants to take one year deals, uh, which also, I mean, everybody has their price, but, um, so my question is, would you rather have Trevor Bauer on a one or two year deal or George Springer for like four or five? Uh, let me know what you think. Um, condoms are for my, uh, St. Louis Cardinals who, um, don't do anything but cry for anymore and, uh, refuse to sign any big names in the offseason. And all they like to do is trade away players who become all-stars for other teams, which I have tons of proof on that if you'd like me to, you know, follow up. But anyway, stay ready, boys. Enjoy 2021. Uh, so the George Springer thing is complicated in terms of the moving to other teams as being a part of that, blah, 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 blah. But like at this point, everything I know about like the majority of big leaguers now, maybe Bauer has put himself in a position where he's like, I just think separate from like it being a whole team thing. And Springer certainly hasn't done the Carlos Correa thing of like being outspokenly like fuck off. Everybody does it, all this bullshit. Um, I just think, like, dude, if Curtis Granderson went and played with Chase Utley, like, I don't think anybody cares about Springer. Now, Bauer might be different. To answer his question, though, the Mets get a new catcher this offseason. They trade for Lindor this offseason. When you talk about baseball teams and something that a lot of good baseball teams have in common, it's strength in that up the middle catcher, shortstop, center field. Springer four to five years puts the Mets in a position where we finally have a good defensive center fielder. We have a great bat in the lineup and it's an extended thing. From a pitching standpoint, you're playing one out of five games. Like, it's going to come up big in the playoffs and it's going to be, but like in the end, the value of a center fielder versus one single pitcher is not even close. Also, the Mets are now in a position where their owner is like, I don't give a fuck. Let's do whatever. So going out and getting a player at a, the deadline is going to be a lot easier to get some starting pitching that, that, that comes out of nowhere you know, some, some pitcher that has a great season who's on a team that isn't competing, you go out and get a starting pitcher at a deadline like the Yankees always did. Like a million World Series teams have done. Go out and get a pitcher at a deadline, and then you don't have to pay them the Trevor Bauer money. I love Trevor Bauer. I hope Steve Cohen goes, why not both? But if it is a why not both, give me George Springer. Yeah. I mean, you make pretty good points there. Thank you, Andy. And I also think there's no way Trevor Bauer signed a one-year deal. There's right. No way. There's too much money on the table. His agent's not going to want – look, everybody wants to make more I money. I would love Bauer to the Mets. 
And if Springer signs with the Blue Jays today and the Mets sign Bauer, I'm not going to be like, oh, no. I'm like, it's fine. We'll figure out center field. But if you're making me choose between the two, I'm going to choose Springer. Yeah, it makes unless sense. Trevor, unless Trevor Bauer hears this, in which case, I love you. Please come to the Mets. Thursday. Oh, so Thursday's real. <laughs> Thursday's real. All right, let's do an NBA question. Yo, Andy, number one Minnesota farmer, Dirtball Jay, coming to you, spreading Christmas cheer, a.k.a. cow manure. Um, what do you think about this Lakers team? Wesley Matthews, 6-6 six to six on three-pointers last night. And uh, funny, they were all wide open. Like Joe says, if you can can an open three-pointer, you will have success on a LeBron James-led team. And Schroeder. My goodness, the shooter guy, he is another playmaker. So LeBron doesn't have to do all the playmaking and creating, which I think is good. I'm just really excited about this Lakers team. Um, not so excited about the Timberwolves. They got a, I mean, they got a guy who brings his own food to the Bocce Grill and Anthony Edwards, so can't be too good. Stay dirty, boys. Um, Andy, I'll let you start because he specifically said Andy. I think he just knows that you answer the calls, but I'll let you start anyway. I mean, they got a good team. They're the favorite. They're the Vegas favorite. They're the pundit favorite. They won last year. They only improved. We've said this. They only got better. They added some great pieces. What's there not to like? They're six and two. Obviously, it's only eight games in, but they have a lot of nice pieces. And they can bring in guys off the bench. And they're going to be tough. So, I, think you made, I think you made all the right points. I think, you know, a guy like Wesley Matthews, he, he's, that, he's one of those guys. He's hanging around. He's hanging around. They get him. If you're going to hit your open threes, you're going to be you, – like, he has big shot in him, you know? And I think that's – a guy like that – you come playoff time, if all he does is hit one big shot or all he does is have one big half of a playoff game, for a team like that, that's the difference between a championship or not. Uh, Schroeder is another thing. You know, he talked about he's a playmaker, so he can take some of the playmaking load off of LeBron. I, I agree with that 100%, and I'll say the reverse. Schroeder doesn't have to do all the playmaking because he's with LeBron, so now he's been crazy on defense so far. I mean, he's hawking dudes on defense to this point in the season. And I think that makes, you know, when you play with LeBron, you can almost turn into like a little bit of a Rondo type where he's obviously a better shooter, a better scorer than Rondo, but he gets to do the playmaking and he gets to play a bit of defense because he's not working so hard on the offensive end. I think the Lakers are the favorite right now. And uh, I mean, what, what a, uh, what a boost the NBA will get with the Knicks Lakers finals. Wow. I'm just kidding. Did you see what Shaq said about LeBron? No. Like in the last week or two? He's not Superman, but he's definitely a superhero of some sort. I don't know. Uh, I don't know which is his favorite. He Maybe he like a – wasn't there a black green lantern? Maybe he like a green lantern, a purple lantern. There was a discussion with him about the greatest of all time. There can only be five Supermen. It's me. It's Dwight Howard. It's Clark Kent. It's Christopher Reeves. <laughs> he said, so for Shaq, 
he basically listed two things for LeBron to basically become the, the GOAT. Okay. It's taken over Kareem's scoring title. Which will happen, barring anything terrible. And it's him achieving as many titles as Jordan. So if you get six and he breaks Kareem's title, those are, those are Shaq's benchmarks? That's what Shaq's saying. Shaq was like, at that point, what can you say? He's got as many titles as Jordan. He's got the scoring record. Like, what can you say? Yeah. I, you know, it is an interesting point, though. If, the, if those two things did happen, he's, you know, like you said, barring injury, he's going to break. It's really, like, I don't know what you can argue from the other side. Yeah. It's just going to be that Jordan was 6-0. and oh. Cool. <laughs> Shut up, boomer. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Okay. Back to Capitol Hill, real quick. Of yeah. the people who stormed, a hundred percent think Jordan is the goat. A hundred percent. Like a hundred percent. One hundred percent. Like yes. the Venn diagram of people that storm the Capitol. Yeah. And think Jordan's the goat. Can we call this ep- Can we call this episode Jordan MJ Slurper stormed the Capitol? <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not want to do that. Maybe. Uh, no, one hundred percent. Absolutely. Absolutely, right? absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. All right, our final call is for you. It is a non-sports question, and I always like non-sports questions. Yeah, which is the and our hotline is always open to non-sports questions. Yeah, we love. That's the one thing we love. Like you guys do. It is a choose your own adventure. If your call is good, your question is good, your comment is good, we can go down any path you want here. So, please, if you work at Home Depot, give us a call. Yeah. If you were a dirt ball on Capitol Hill yesterday, give us a call. If you're a dirt ball that is a Le- LeBron is the goat stand and you're on Capitol Hill. I'm, wow. If you're a LeBron stand, charge the Capitol, work at Home Depot, you can be the third host of the show. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine if there was a picture of a guy? Wearing a LeBron jersey with the Home Depot uniform, the apron over it, while he was in Nancy Pelosi's It looks office. like he's nude underneath his apron, but it's just because he's wearing a sleeveless LeBron jersey. Yeah, I love it. Storming the Capitol with a MAGA hat. <laughs> All right, Joe, let's, let's hear your take on this. Hey, fellas, it's JT from Jersey, long-time listener. Coming at you with a, I guess, controversial question. So I go to a college in Massachusetts, and in Massachusetts, everyone drinks iced coffee from Dunkin', no matter the weather. It could be fucking 10 degrees, and we're all getting large iced coffees. So my question is, large, you know, iced coffee or hot coffee? What are you thinking here, fellas? I know Ruther is going to just say, coffee, coffee, or whatever the hell he's going to say, but, you know, Joey Nocho would like to hear your opinion. Um, condoms are for Joe Bartnick and the Sideshow Network. Oh. oh, shots fired. Shots fired. Um, I'm an iced coffee guy. I like iced coffee. Um, I like hot coffee. When you watch, if you watch the Dirty Sports on YouTube at home, I make hot coffee. I like to start out my morning with a hot coffee. And I almost I believe it's known as hot coffee. 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 Uh, I almost always start my morning with a hot coffee because I don't make iced coffee at home. Um, I have, I used to do a cold brew thing, like leave the cold brew in overnight. And sometimes what I used to do 
when I was living alone was make a big thing of hot coffee, store leftover hot coffee so I can have an iced coffee the next day or for later. I am an iced coffee guy though. When I go out and get coffee in the morning, uh, if I if if I'm if I don't make coffee at home, I will probably I would say 70 30 go iced coffee. I love a cold brew. Um, I love What do you put in that cold brew? Coffee, mate. <laughs> Actually, you know what I got recently? Uh, I got like a from Ralph's. I got like a coconut creamer for home. Oh, it's game changer. It's a real dairy creamer, but it's coconut, um, and it's dope. And it's I think it it's a brand you would know, but like one of the like you know the bland that says like green flowers on it and shit. Anyway, um, I think the. I think the regardless of weather, cold coffee take is like, what happened in Massachusetts, man? Back in the day, a couple large donkeys, a couple large regular donkeys. Actually, of all the places I tend to order hot more than cold, it's Dunkin'. I go hot, I would say, 90% of the time at Dunkin'. Because I like a good Dunkin' regular coffee. Um so yeah, exclusively cold is kind of it's just as reckless as exclusively hot. I think Duncan. I'm like a 65 35 iced coffee guy when I'm like I would say overall, but like but that get that that shifts a little because I'm I'm a, almost 100% of the time hot coffee at home. Is there a Duncan at French press? That's never not packed. Like I feel it for business wise. Why would it be? I, I feel business wise. Got donuts, they get good egg sandwiches, they get good coffee. That's what I'm saying. Like, and I don't drink coffee, but you know, I'll go there obviously for the sandwiches or donuts. Every time I'm at a Dunkin' Donuts, it's busy. I feel that's a great franchise to own to be profitable. And it's probably not easy to get a franchise. Uh yeah. And Especially, I mean, like they're all obviously all up and down the East Coast and whatever. And they just got out to California like a couple of years ago. But like there's only a couple in L.A. now. But I mean, they're like around the corner packed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you can open if you can open a Duncan in an area where there's not a Duncan right now. Like, I don't know what parts of the country they're still like not heavy dunk. Like if you're in Arizona and there's not Duncans, I mean this is better than investing in Bitcoin 10 years ago. Like get yourself a fucking Duncan franchise. Yeah. I know. Honestly, if you're in Seattle, like be the Duncan that competes in like Starbucksville and you're going to be rich. I went to the closest one by me, which is pretty close. I went after Halloween day. So the next day I, I got really stoned at my brother's eating edibles. So I had like those edible munchies the next day. Dude, it was chaos. Imagine Halloween like the next day. Yeah. Like people were coming in hungover. It's like high school kids, college. I was like, what is the line? And then the drive, the drive through line was so chaotic. It was going into the street. Like you couldn't fit into the parking lot. And I was like, what is happening here? I, I almost couldn't. Fucking dunks. Yeah, man. That's a franchise to own. Yeah. Like, if I could own any franchise, that'd be up there. That'd be up there. By the way, are we calling this portion of the podcast Coffee Talk? Welcome to Coffee Talk. Yeah, we could. I love the coffee mate joke, by the way. 
You do? That's great. It's so corny. That's why it's, it's funny. It's so corny. And it, it's one of those jokes that gets better the millionth time you do it. Um, I, for since if, if you enjoyed coffee talk, uh, I have had this in the works for a while and this might inspire me actually doing it. Um, I'm such a coffee guy and there are so many, you know, there's so many coffee places that I regularly get coffee from Duncan McDonald's. I like McDonald's coffee thinking I'm doing a, I've got, I've had a TikTok plan for a while. Follow me on TikTok at Joe Prano. I'm going to do a blind taste test. A couple of the major coffee brands. Ooh. Well, there's a little, little, little something planned. And if you want to leave another call with any question, like Joe was saying, sports, non-sports, personal stuff, 310-359-8365. You'll get a British chick. It is the right phone number. I shouldn't say chick. That's offensive in 2020, 2021, yes. whatever year it is. A British you would, lady. You would get a British Actually, I don't know what she identifies as. That's the truth. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. We're gonna get, you're going to get a British day. Which is grammatically incorrect, by the way. What? British? They. they? I had this discussion with somebody the other day. Apparently, Sam Smith is now identifying as they. Okay. The and I go, this has nothing to do with gender for me. As a former English teacher, that is grammatically incorrect. You're not a they. You're, you're a singular person. Whether you want to be called he, she, whatever, I don't care. That doesn't bother me. But you are not a they. I think they go they in place of it because that seems. <laughs> what is it? But they is plural. He or she is singular. Did I just come up with a new, a new Andy Ruther versus the world? And it has nothing to do with gender. It has everything to do with grammar. I don't know. You might have to go down that wormhole later today. See what the see what the argument against is. But we're using grammar, the correct pronunciation. Anyway, I got too much time on my hands. Guys, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Dirty Sports. You can follow me and debate pronouns with me, and the correct grammatical usage of them at Andy Ruther. And Joe is apparently on TikTok doing blind coffee task coming up i should i i'm i'm i said that so i could hold myself accountable and actually get this done i've had a plan for a while good do it do it do, do it. it coffee talk coffee talk <laughs> yeah i'm on tiktok at joe prano i'm on instagram at joe prano i'm on venmo at joe prano i'm on twitter at fix your life i am here for all mets signings and trades let's go all right, dirtballs, I'm going to drop you one piece of advice. If you're thinking about it, do not go to the Capitol to storm it like a terrorist. That's just the only thing I'm going to say. And if you do work at Home Depot, my other piece of advice, just talk to the people who need help. If you're, like, if you're feeling really antsy, you feel like you want to go, go be a traitor to your, your government, um, just do a little more research and figure out all the stats are there. LeBron's a goat. <laughs> All right, guys, have a great weekend. Enjoy NFL playoffs. They're here, and I am ready to watch them. And as always, stay dirty.